0: ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Monday Night Travel on nightlife. nightlife. Well, alongside Mount Everest in Nepal and the Inca Trail in Peru, the BBC recently listed an Australian destination as one of their top 10 classic treks around the world. And it's located in the famously picturesque island state of Tasmania. Tassie's the Overland Track, which stretches from 60 kilometres from the iconic Cradle Mountain and ends at Australia's deepest lake, Lake St. Clair. The six-day walk entices avid trekkers from across the globe and has been described as breathtakingly beautiful and life-changing for some, but it's no walk in the park. I myself have walked the track twice and... um, yeah, with different experiences. It's uh it's quite something, but also unforgettable. What does it take to prepare for Australia's Premier Alpine trek? What kind of fitness and mindset do you need to have before embarking on it? Uh Mari Bean work, works for a Devonport based tour company in Tasmania, taking hikers to and from the track and she's walked it twice herself. Uh Mari, good evening to you and welcome to Nightlife.
1: Hi, Phil, thank you.
0: Great to have you with us too. Uh it's 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 a fair way, isn't it? It's six days. Uh, I mean, you, if you're super fit, you can walk it in less than that. Uh, but it's it's also physically demanding. How, how would you describe it?
1: Um, yeah, I would say it's physically demanding. But I must admit, Phil, that um, when I was preparing to do it two years ago for the first time, it wasn't as tough as I thought it would be, so that's a good thing. But, yes, it has a bit of everything. I think the main thing is that you really need to be prepared for everything. It's one of those walks that you'll encounter every possibility. So yeah, well, that, I yeah, well think that's the thing. Ahead. Whether it's yeah. tough or
0: not can be highly dependent on the weather, can't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. When I started two years ago, I was actually sent back. And that was November, late November, so close to summer. The snow was to my shoulder. And I'm five foot seven. So yeah. they told me to go home, which was lucky because I only live an hour from the mountain. Yeah. And I went back two days later. So that and that was late November. And when I finished, I felt um, I walked out in shorts. and t- I started looking like I was going into Antarctica and I finished looking like I was going to Cairns. Mm. So it really made me realize they are right when they say you could get anything. And I did that. And in the, in the week I did it, I, I did get all, all sorts of weather.
0: Yeah, yeah that's right it's been it's been described as emotionally challenging. Tell us about that
1: well, I think it's um we've been doing um transfers to and from it for eight years now, and um I love hearing the walker stories i, I you know, this morning I take them up I take them up every morning um to start at uh, cradle mountain and I think mostly uh, some do it really tough, some don't finish it. Some have been, unfortunately, chop it out, you know, because that Mm. happens if you have an injury. But basically the general um, feeling is it is amazing. (laughs) So even people have a really tough time, they still go, wow, that was what an experience. So I'm always amazed that people who even have a really tough time still say, we're coming back to do it again or we love that, that was beautiful. So it's uh, unanimously it is an amazing, beautiful walk.
0: Yeah. No, it is. it is. It's walked by. Well, about nine thousand people each year—is that right? I mean,
1: yeah, it is. So, uh, um, I mean, they, they, they limit starts, the they limit yeah. the
0: numbers on the track, don't they? And,
1: they do. Yep. Yeah. So thirty six people are starting at, at the moment. That's thirty six individuals. They do allow for some groups, which could be like, you know, school groups or scout groups, and then they have a private group every day that takes about ten to twelve. So probably about sixty to sixty five start every day.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, when I walked in, it didn't feel lonely, but it also didn't feel overcrowded, which is surely the point. That's what they're trying to avoid, isn't
1: it? Absolutely. I mean, it is a huge park. When I walked it, I walked it uh, post COVID, and it was still down to half numbers. So it was only fifteen starting a day. So I literally felt like I was in there on my own, mm. which was lovely because it was very peaceful. But it's such a huge national park that yeah, even if there are sixty five, which isn't a big number starting a day, while you're walking, you still have plenty of time to have time to yourself the huts get a little bit not crowded but certainly that's where everyone congregates Mm. but the actual walk i find is it's not um not too crowded
0: no no exactly that's right there um it's a six-day hike the i mean the journey is broken up i mean there are sort of you know legs of it in that sense how many k's roughly do you cover in a day
1: well it it changes i think you know between each hut and you have to camp you don't have to stay in the hut but you can no, also no. camp on the I think i think every probably, time we've
0: we've always camped actually it's been more fun yeah it's yeah.
1: it's lovely it's lovely if the weather's good to camp mm-hmm. but between about 10 to 15 kilometers between each hut and as I said, there's five official huts. Hmm. Um, so it goes down to Narcissus, which is the last official. There's another one, unofficial Echo Point, that if you're walking out, people might stay at that one. So I guess if you want to stay at each hut, yeah, five to seven nights.
0: Hmm. Is it ever shut the, the, the track?
1: Yeah, um, well it doesn't shut, but it goes into um it's winter, it's off season, I guess we call it, where um walk at your own risk, which I did. I did um south to north in the winter just gone, mm. which was pretty tough. And um and they lad but they still sort of warn you that they're not the rangers are not in there, they're not charging you. Um you have to be very prepared. You still have to register, of course. But I guess they would call that the off season. That's from June to September. Mm. But no, it doesn't shut. No, it doesn't. I mean, you can walk. I mean, we're taking people up at the moment to walk Christmas Day, so yeah, they'll be in there over Christmas.
0: <laughs> you yeah. you have to carry everything, don't you? I mean, there's <laughs> there's nothing in there at all, and you have to carry all yeah. your own food. Uh,
1: tell me a bit yeah, about yeah. the
0: landscapes that the walk takes you through.
1: Well, it is because it's a um, World Heritage area, and I think it um is listed um because a it's a cool climate rainforest, which is very rare. Uh, cleanest air in the world, cleanest water in the world. And I think it goes through about, I think it's a record, of is it four or five ecosystems that are very diverse? Hmm. So it's one of those walks where you will see everything and that attracts people. It's It's got, um, I think, on the World Heritage stage, there's 10 criteria that you can have. Three is a must. Well, that park hits seven, which is very high. So seven criteria that makes it exceptional as a world heritage. So, yeah, and that's another um, reason why people want to see it. It changes every day. You probably would have noticed that, film. Yeah. You know, every day you're seeing something different and, and new that you didn't see the day before. So, yeah, that's, what, that's one of the reasons I love it.
0: Can you walk both directions? I mean, I've only ever walked from Cradle Mountain out to Lake St. Clair.
1: Yeah. Are you allowed to yeah, walk the I other said, way? Yeah, you, you can only in winter season. Only in winter. Okay. I so I started down at Lake St. Clair last June and walked up to Cradle Mountain. I suggest you walk it uh, north to south. It was really tough, but it was winter. Yeah. I call it, it was like an ice skating rink when I was in there last winter. But it was very different and I couldn't believe it was the same national park. I kept thinking I'd been dropped on another planet. Mm. So it was really, really tough. So it was funny that when I walked it um first i i didn't think it was easy, but I thought it was um really manageable when I walked it in winter. I was just like, "Oh my goodness, it mm. was very tough, so', so it's, uh, one, be walking it's <laughs> walking <laughs> it at that in that direction at that time of the year um yeah i I'm very experienced walkers, I would say,
0: yep." Exactly. Look, you, do, you You need to carry all your own food. I mean, you can carry mm. some water, but you don't need to just carry a lot of water because there's a lot of water on the track, isn't there?
1: Absolutely. I mean, there's waterfalls, plus every, um, a hut, every hut has got um, a drinking tank and a mm. uh, you know, hand-washing tank are covered i mean i drink tassie water all the time as you probably did i don't filter it but they do suggest that you you filter it because it is um just coming from yeah. the waterfalls so yeah the, it's but, fine um, it's the best water, in the, world, the best water
0: in the world yeah, exactly
1: <laughs> all um, right. but yeah plenty of water it's unusual that on the first day you re- you really should take as you know the first day is quite a climb up cradle mountain and your first water tank is up the top. So I always think they could put one in between. But, yeah, so on the first day, you probably need to carry a couple of metres. That's true, actually. That, that's
0: true, actually. The first day you usually knocks the stuffing out of people because, after all, they're <laughs> usually not the fittest on the first day. And the oh, first wow, day is, yeah. a, is a big, steep climb, isn't it, up to, yes. uh, up to the foothills of, uh, of Cradle Mountain. You don't climb yes. Cradle Mountain, but, well, you can. But if you wanted to, as a side trip, but that's a different matter. But, uh, yes. yes, it can – by the time you get up there – to uh, to waterfall valley hut, but a lot of people have, are thinking, is it going to be like this every day? It's not.
1: Is that, it? I think that is the thing. I try to encourage people that yeah, the first day is up a hill, um, and then after that you're on, a, as you know, on a lovely plateau for quite a while. And then you're in a rainforest. But, yeah, um, try to encourage them that not to be too put off by that first day. Mm. That first day, I find, is it's high but short. You probably found that too. Yeah. You do manage to get up in, in a few hours. It's not an all-day up a hill, which is good. Yeah.
0: Yes, exactly. And, and well, the rewards mm. of the spectacular views of yeah. Cradle Mountain in particular and Dove Lake and all of that are just absolutely worth it. T- tell me, you, you have to carry all your own things too in, in a pack, and that pack has got to be... Uh, furnished with protective gear for all kinds of weather. That's one of the things. Yes. So you can't carry a tiny little pack at all. In fact, no. for six days, you, you've got to carry all your food plus gear. What do you reckon the ideal weight of a pack should be?
1: Well, it's funny because I've got mine down to 10 kilos, which is very light. that's well, incredible. I'm not that's saying incredible. That. I'm that's not about that. <laughs> yeah, a couple of the rangers said to me, do you carry light? But I um I lifted a lad's bag the other day or tried to lift it, put it into the van, and um I couldn't. And he said it was 30 kilos.
0: Oh, that's ridiculous. Um,
1: yeah. He was in there for 10 days. It would have been all food. Hmm. But I threw it on his back like it was a school backpack, and my 10 kilos kills me. So I've realized now it's all relevant. <laughs> to, he didn't look like he was carrying 30 kilos at all. I like to carry light because I'm a bit of a whinger and I find my back gets too sore. Um, but yeah, I've I've done it twice now, and I've I've taken and I have to had have to take the tent. You do even if you are in the hut, you still have to take your tent and that. But I have invested in some very lightweight equipment, yeah. so that helps. And I uh, I wear you know I wear all my clothes. I'm one of those old school bushwalkers. I wear everything, um, and yeah, I I, I I certainly take everything I'm supposed to on that list. But I try to keep it really light. I don't take extras. I guess is what I'm saying.
0: No, that's the thing. If you try and keep it light, that's right. Keep it light and keep your um, your gear spare. You you will you will enjoy it more, won't you? The thing yeah. is, it's so well, well. It's like everything these days, you know. Particularly in relation to seeing these unique environments, it uh, it's it it's busy, and they you have to book to go on the track, and it books out quickly, doesn't it?
1: Oh, yeah, it's um well, yeah. But it was funny we were doing this film um, transfers before COVID, and it was believe it or not, it was mostly um, international walkers because, no. as you say, it was it's well known, like in Europe, as being one of the top ten walks of the world. So Australians weren't really as keen as, and we would get all Germans and and all that. But I guess um, once we had to stay at home for a few years, people found it. So now it's wonderful. A lot of Australians are doing, but it's turned it into, someone said to this year, it's the booking system is worse than a Taylor Swift concert. (laughs) Like, Like You're talking six hours on your computer. So it opens on the first Monday in July. Uh, the book it all opens mm. for the whole season, so that's quite a big you know, nine months mm. and it um yeah people have been known to sit on their um computers and phones for six or seven hours to get in um i sort of say it depends yeah if, if you i know from the mainland and you've got to get flights and all that so yeah you you need to know your dates and times we're pretty lucky here if you're a little bit flexible that all those people that do book in july often they change their plans of course because they book in july and things change so every day the overland track will put up spots because people have cancelled. Yeah. So I sort of encourage you, if you're just one or two people groups, maybe not, but, and you've got a bit of time and you can get to Tassie or you live in Tassie. You can jump on, so it's not as um, it's not as booked out as you might think, but it certainly is if you have to arrange time off work and that. But I encourage people just to look um, on a weekly or monthly basis, and spots pop up all the time. That's that's how I do it. But I'm lucky, as I mm. said, I don't live that so far away.
0: Yeah, no, it's it it is extraordinary, and if you when you're walking through it, you will not see anything like this anywhere in Australia. It's not like walking in any other part of Australia at all. And uh um, oh, I can good. say that, having walked in lots of parts of Australia, it just it, it the the scent that central highlands and so on of tasmania is uh, is absolutely unique, and there's a there is a point at which when you look down that's right all the way down through to the southwest uh you're looking at some of the oldest temperate rainforests in the world, completely unspoiled
1: yes, yes. yeah, no it is you're right, and um like you as well, I've also walked a lot um international walks and hmm. talking before about the europeans that come and as i mean you know as you know that they they operate their systems a little bit different but um it's so funny if i'm taking up europeans i'll say to me i'll say if you got everything and i'll say oh we'll just buy it up there or we'll use the vending machines yeah, no, and no. i'll have but... to laugh and explain that no ast- you know people get a bit caught out in australia because they're used to having a town every five or ten kilometres or literally vending machines in the in the huts so i have to explain to um the non-australians that no y- if you don't take it you won't get it you won't get it, no. No. unless someone and there's people are pretty good on it. they might loan you something if you've gotten something but yeah it's quite funny that um australians are um a, and i enjoy it i enjoyed. it i loved the, the thought that if i haven't taken it then i just have to Yep. Miss out on it, and and also that lovely about being out of range and not um, being annoyed by right. phones and computers. I just and the whole thing is just um, turning off and yeah, getting back to nature.
0: Yep, but if you are planning to do it, book early and also make sure yes. you've got the proper gear. You need proper walking boots. You need proper waterproof gear. You need proper stuff. It's not yep. it's not a walk you do in runners, is it?
1: Absolutely not. And the rangers tell you hilarious stories mm, about mm. people carrying supermarket bags and they'll stop right. them and they're saying, oh, we're going to the overland track in the rangers. <laughs> so I don't think so. But also, um, be aware, they, they don't check all bags. They're pretty good at sussing out people because you, you have to do a briefing now. Mm. And they don't all go through your bags. Totally, but they get a general idea, but I have been told of recent times they have made people purchase coats up there, which are very expensive because they felt that their mm. jacket or coat isn't suitable. So, yeah, you know, they won't let you get away with um, just getting up there in sneakers and no. and not the proper waterproofs. You can die. And they, you can, you can, can, die.
0: You can yeah. die in Tassie. You can. Mm.
1: Absolutely. People have fell, yeah, mm, for I sure. Know. I mean, they don't publicise it that much, but, yes, it has happened.
0: The Overland Track, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's something if you're interested in bushwalking, you should do at some stage in your life. But as I say, prepare, and you'll need to make preparations these days because it's, um, it's, it's tough to get on with the booking system that there is, but it's absolutely worth it. Uh, Mari Bean, terrific to talk with you. Thank you.
1: Lovely, Phil. Thank you for that.